Chris and Dave's podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Fouts, my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horitz. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's reality TV cast. We are covering The Bachelor season 26, episode 6. Now, Chris, we started off with our favorite villain and uh, at Niagara Falls. So what, what did you reckon to how that all went down? Well, Dave, so as you say, Clayton took Sinead and Genevieve. Now, I've got a cousin called Genevieve, Dave, so I, I like that name. She's, she's a couple of years older than me, so it's a, a family name within ours. But but what? nothing to do with this fucking show or podcast, just want to throw it in there. But um, when they go to Niagara <laughs> Falls, you know, they're international still, Dave. They're in Canada, aren't they, on the border? I was thinking, I was getting so frustrated with Clayton. I'm like, you're a fucking bellend. He's, got, he's been so bad. At judging the room, people, I've just questioned everything about him. I'm like, you are terrible. And Shanae again, Dave, the pantomime villain, she was gold. She's like, yep, and I'm going to tell him that she's an actress, and he does. And she's doing this. <laughs> and he's like, you're talking about yourself, but saying it's Genevieve. But what I couldn't understand, Dave, when Clayton collars her, because they've got one rose, one person he's going. Genevieve just did nothing. She just sat there. And you know, I kept thinking, but well, he's right. She is an actress because she's on The Bachelor. It is all acting. Yeah. Not Sinead's not wrong what she's saying. It's just that Genevieve is playing the I'm in it for love. Whereas Sinead's like, fuck. The right I'm reasons. The yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, this connection. But so so I must admit, the way that played out, I did not think we were going to get the result that everybody I think wanted Dave. But I didn't want really. I wanted Sinead to stay. Yeah. I, I'm with you. I and I fully expected him to say, you know. <laughs> Shanae, can, can, will you accept this rose and, and Genevieve, sorry, don't let your ass hit the door on the way out. But he actually came to his senses at, at some point and realized that, you know, Shanae's constantly throwing people under the bus. There's a there's a common factor here. And I think, honestly, the producers are trying to tell us, <clears throat> look, you know, he's made the right choice. He's ditched the villain. Yay. And you can see all the girls back when they find out that, you know, Genevieve has come back and sinead has gone. They're all so happy. And as viewers, we're all supposed to be so happy. All I'm thinking, Chris, is, ah, shit. <laughs> it's going to be back to the dull bachelor now. So, you know, obviously she was not a nice person and uh, it did make me laugh Sinead's like well you open yourself up and you be vulnerable and this is what you get (laughs) (laughs) she's still going down fighting so you know the fact that I enjoy her on this program doesn't mean I like her at all but uh, yeah I was a little bit sad that she went and and I did think oh no we're, we're in for standard bachelor now yeah, and you know what, Dave? I think it's a great point because, you know me, I, I very rarely go on checking the Instagrams, but I went on Sinead's Instagram once I saw that she'd gone and she's put a post on, she's driving a quad bike, says, with her dad. But she actually thanks Clayton, Dave. It's quite a nice post that she put. So I was quite surprised. I was expecting that, well, you don't know what you're missing, bastard, or something. But she didn't. <laughs> she was 
quite respectful saying, you know, I, at least I was part of your journey and all that. So that was quite interesting. But I'm with you. I think, I think for me, what was strange about that whole interaction was there was no reason for Clayton to kick Shanae off because he didn't know what Shanae was doing at all. So mm. I think the producers have stepped in and told him because we saw no context to what, well, even though we know that she's there behind the curtain going, it was me. And everyone's going <laughs> like in a pantomime, <laughs> what we're being shown, Clayton doesn't know any of this. And the story that were being edited and shown on the TV show, that was a complete uh, 180 for me. That made no sense for him to get rid of Sinead, even though we know she should have gone. His story has been about him trusting Sinead, and whenever she says anything, he takes it as gold. So I found that complete <laughs> bullshit, if I'm being honest, Dave. I thought that it didn't make any sense in the context of the story we've been fed over these six well, episodes. Well, all the girls have been telling him every week about Sinead, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> so I know he's yeah. not seeing what we're seeing, but especially last week, all the girls are like, yeah, Sinead did this and Sinead did that. And then he, he, goes across and says, oh, will you apologize and whatever? So so he's known, but I agree that there was nothing here which was like a penny-dropping moment that we saw where it was like, oh, she's she's tripped up here. And so Clayton now knows that it's not just hearsay. Uh, Shanae really is a bad apple. But uh, he didn't get it out of nowhere. He's been constantly told, which again, Chris, it just makes the whole apology to Elizabeth the other week seem even more fake. It's just, you know, he knew all this shit before. Yeah. And you know what, Dave? I'm with you, what you just said about, about once she went, it's like, oh, shit, here we go again. You know, that sort of thing. Because it went to The Bachelor. But I've got to say, I always say this thing about The Bachelor. I'm going to shit on it a bit this week, even though I've enjoyed the series so far, is there has to be a baddie, don't there? Mara comes from fucking nowhere. We've not seen her say one real thing <laughs> at all to Clayton. And then all of a sudden, Sinead's gone, she's the now the baddie. And it's like, it's so predictable. It's like they've said to her, right? Sinead, like a 400 metre uh, four by 100 meter relay race. Right, we've had Cassidy, we've had Sinead. Now it's your turn, Mara. You're going to be the absolute baddie and the bitch of the, the group and everything. And it seems so false to me, like the whole thing. But again, Clayton bought her story as fucking as the truth. It was like <laughs> these people here who are not really don't want to be engaged. And someone's even said that I can't see myself. And he's like, oh, really? Oh, oh right. Well, I need to. I need to have a look into this. And it was just, it may, it, I didn't buy any of it, Dave. It was like the producer said to Mara, right, you're up, do a Sinead. And I just felt like she she was, and we laughed about this with uh, maths, with Al, who is the uh, Cristiano Ronaldo wish that you that you end up getting. Well, I'm sorry, Mara was the Sinead from Wish that we wanted, Dave. It's not, it's just a <laughs> version. So I don't know what you think about that, but I didn't buy the narrative or the story or any of it because we've seen nothing of this girl in any of the shows, really. Well, I thought it was a masterstroke of the producers, to be honest. I mean, as villains go, she's a pale imitation of um, yeah. Sinead, isn't she? She's not that villainous. And actually, I, I thought it, I found it more believable where she was coming from. I mean, 
it keeps going on and some of the other girls have had a dig haven't they about her being the oldest one in the house and i'm sure at the roast last week it was called out and and she's saying that well Clayton's talking about, you know, how he wants to get married and have kids and everything. Yet he keeps picking all the youngest ones in the house, you know, so your actions don't match up with your words. Chris, I think that was perfect to call out. And and all she's doing really is calling out in a much uh, softer way that you and I have talked about, which is Clayton's just full of shit. That whole fucking thing with the the notes from the kids and everything oh was so stuck God. on. It is so such utter bollocks. It's just designed to give him an angle, to give the Bachelor uh, producers a reason, you know, a theme for this season. It's all about getting married, settling down, having kids. I've seen nothing of that. He's still the fuck boy that he is, you know, when he walked into the place. So, and, and, you know, the, the end credits, the, uh, the previews for, well, whenever it is just validate that, you know, that we keep seeing each time, but yeah. yeah. So I think, I do think she was the villain, but I did think you could get where she was coming from. Yeah. And, and to be fair, you've just said that I looked up what you've just said. You're right. He's eliminated 20 of the 24 contestants and they're all over 26, Dave. So he's left with four. It's <laughs> great four. stat. Stato. Yeah, exactly. yeah, well, you know what I mean, Dave? Google's my friend, Dave. But there you go. Yeah, yeah, fucking bit of uh, Phelps investigations at work there for a change. Yeah, very quickly. Very quickly. <laughs> Fuck off. You know there's no investigation with me. It's the quickest article I can find. But anyway, I found it, Dave. It sounds like I know what I'm talking about. But but no, you're right. That that steady. <laughs> All right, fair enough, fair enough. I'm getting a bit excited there, sorry. But no, you're right. I think the, the issue is, what she was saying, I just, I was like, oh, fucking hell. And I, one thing I didn't talk about, Dave, the situation with Sinead must have been awful because one of the girls, I'm sorry to backtrack, she was in tears, tears of joy when they were yeah. drinking champagne and everything. It was like, oh, my God, it must have been that bad. <laughs> but anyway, back to Mara. Yeah, I, I think the whole point is she calling out Sarah. Sarah's a threat to her. She's someone that Clayton's sort of been into. I know Rachel's the one who he's been to more than anybody. But at the end of the day, you've got to have a bit of spice in this show. I just felt, I just feel the more this goes on, Clayton hasn't got a fucking clue what day it is, has he? That Jesse might as well come <laughs> no. in as his fucking mate and just be, he might as well be the bachelor as well. He just keeps running to him going, I don't know what to do. He's useless, Dave. Ah, oh, the fucking cliches, Chris. They are grating on me so much this season with Clayton. I, I know they've been there before, but if I hear fucking vulnerable and journey again, I'm going to fucking scream every conversation that he has. Oh, yeah, thanks for being vulnerable with me. Uh, you've been here with me on my journey. It's, oh, fuck off. Get some different fucking words. It's the words. <laughs> but Chris, we 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 skipped over the fact that they, I, I've taken the piss out of them mercilessly for saying, "Oh yeah, we're going to go international," and then they go to fucking Texas, and then oh, we're really international now. We're going to Canada, you know, equivalent of Wales or Scotland for us. Um, Chris, they actually went to Croatia this time. 
which I was pretty impressed with. I was like, oh, fucking hell. And I don't know about you, Chris. I've never been to Croatia, but it's beautiful. And it's all, if you hadn't have told me it was Croatia, I'd have thought it was Italy. Yeah, we, we just watched the show, actually, about Croatia. We've looked at going on holiday there, Dave. The, the coastline is amazing. The only thing that's put us off is it's got it's a good two or three hour transfer to some of the hotels, but what a beautiful, yeah, beautiful right. place. I didn't realize it was Croatia until you just said it as well. But uh, <laughs> it, it's on my list, Dave. I'm Phelps really, I'm, investigations <laughs> again. Well, yeah, I've gone from the statistician to not fucking paying attention as usual, but but no, what a beautiful, beautiful country that is. Yeah, I mean. Uh, Look, when we were growing up, it was Yugoslavia, wasn't it? Part of that, yeah. you know, uh, but, you know, and, and there was always trouble or quite often there was a bit of trouble there, but it has made me think, oh, I might, might pop over there at some point. It does look really, really nice. But so um, nice. yeah, so so you had that whole group date, didn't you? And I, I don't know, I was just, I was a little bit out you know, when they had the night challenge and that was really when Mara was, you know, it kept cutting to Mara talking about Clayton and stuff. Um, but yeah, no, that, that was where she pointed out the fact that Sarah's the youngest, but she's going to get uh, a, a second one-on-one, you know? So yeah, it was just your usual bachelor shit really, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Dave, now we... We picked up on this when we started doing the Bachelorette. So we had obviously Tasha and Claire's season, or Claire and Tasha's season, and we had that double camera work, didn't we? I think it was a situation where Tasha's dad came and he was deeply concerned oh, by what I'd, was going on. Do you remember? And, and- I know exactly <laughs> what you're going to say. <laughs> and he gets the random note at midnight on the restore. Yeah. Well, he's got a camera over his shoulder. Fucking camera crew he's is not... there in his room when he gets a knock on the door and a note exactly. under there. I was like, I was literally, Chris, sat at home like, oh, fuck off. Yeah, exactly. He gets the note and he's like, come and meet me. And I'm like, hang on, he's got full clothing on. He's not got his fucking Sesame Street pajamas on or anything, I see. You know what I mean? On his fucking his vest or whatever. He's fucking bollocks. And then he goes, and that Susie's there. And I'm like, hang on. This has been, I took so much planning. And he's like, I didn't, I didn't even, you know, I'm amazed. I'm like, shut up, Clayton. You'd worst yeah. ever. He's terrible. <laughs> Oh, Chris, the fact is, you know, again, you've got full camera crew there all waiting. You've got uh, all the lights. You can just walk into the clock tower and it's all lit up and stuff in midnight. You know, it's just open to the public, clearly. No one else there. It's like, oh, come on. This, this for me, Chris, is where they push it too far into the realms of fantasy. And I'm out at this point. I was just... The whole clock tower thing from start to finish just did my head in because I was like, oh, come on, you, you've pushed yeah. it too far now. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. And and I think you're right. It, it went back to type, then it? it went back to the Sinead stuff was just somewhat different. Whatever we think of, even the Cassidy stuff, you always got to have a baddie. And I'm sure there's a lot of our listeners who are proper bachelor veterans, bachelorette veterans. They'll probably correct us and go, actually there was someone worse characters. I'm sure there was, but just, just for pure, you know, 
stupid pantomime villainy. She was just great. She was a breath of fresh air. The fact that yeah. there wasn't, like you said, the, the same old bullshit cliche about I'm on a journey. I found myself as a person. I'm so, like you say, vulnerable should be on the fucking CD reality cast bingo card. That should be the one fucking thing that must be said by every contestant. It's all fake buzzwords they have to use to sort of make themselves known, you know, to tell the narrative. It's bullshit. I'm just like, no, <laughs> it's fucking bollocks. <laughs> fucking vulnerable, my ass. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> nonsense. i tell you what's vulnerable, Dave, in my eyes. You know what I'd say vulnerable is? Uh, going, go on. To, going to the toilet and realising there's no toilet roll, Dave. That's fucking <laughs> being vulnerable. When you've got to waddle across the fucking toilet to find some toilet roll, Dave, that's That not, is true that vulnerability. Is vulnerable. <laughs> and if you've not locked the door, that is vulnerable, depending on what angle you're trying to pick it up from. But anyway, fucking bollocks vulnerable. <laughs> Oh dear! You know my my favourite um, analogy for 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 a vulnerable situation always goes back to Red Dwarf. I don't know if you remember it. It's from about season four, and Rimmer uh, says something like, "It's like dangling your uh, crown jewels in a lion's mouth while flicking his love spots with a wet yeah. towel." <laughs> Yes, I remember it. I used to watch your that book. is true That's vulnerability. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually, I'll give you that. I'll remember that one day. That's a classic <laughs> line from Red Wall. I love that line. <laughs> I've yeah. used that many times. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just crap, though, isn't it? It's yeah, just it rubbish. And, and the thing, so, so <sighs> let's get on to the, to the next bit of Bachelor fodder. So Sarah's one-on-one date. She's so ecstatic about, you know, in a in a young <laughs> girlish way, according to Mara. Um, but you know, he's Clayton's gone in there, you know, to to basically call out the fact that you know Mara. She didn't. She didn't mention Mara. He didn't mention Mara. Sorry, but you know, is she really ready to be married? you know, at the end of this. And and again, Chris, I'm sat there. I'm like, oh, fuck off, Clayton. There's no way you are ready. You're just full of shit. There's no way you're ready at the end of this to get married. Um, but you're going to call out Sarah. But I found this interaction really, really uncomfortable because w- whether that is true or not and how real the tears were, uh, you know, and how real the upset was. It seemed like it seemed like she was genuinely upset. Yeah, and Clayton's just sat there like Homer Simpson, <laughs> with fucking nothing going on upstairs, <laughs> and uh, he's like, "I'm going to have to think about this," and walks off. Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking rubbish. Like, what? I mean, surely. What, whatever it is, the the right next step is not to just fuck off. I, I, I just thought that was a massive misstep on his part. Of course, it doesn't matter because he's the bachelor, so he can do whatever he wants. It's not like he's going to get voted off. But yeah, I found that really odd that he didn't just try and comfort her or, or anything. He just let her sob 
on her own there. And then she ends up walking off to the producers and sob to them. And it was like, well, this is just fucking weird. Yeah, it was. And I'll tell you what, Dave, (laughs) I think Mara, as much as they say, like she's trying to be the new baddie, she's sort of right because Sarah's only 23. You know what I mean? Like I've read a great writer. So so before we, what I've started doing now, before we record, I've got a few different sites, American sites that do recaps, but they sort of do recaps in the way we would do it, Dave, not in the, like, like, if, like when I was a big wrestling fan. I used to buy the wrestling magazines, the WWF stroke WWE. And you'd read the magazines and there was just an extension of the fake storylines on the TV. You know, there was no real live stuff. There was never, it was never sort of um, continued. You said you know, like Hulk Hogan lives here or Steve Austin lives here, whatever. It was always about like, you no, know, the Undertaker's, what's he going to do next? Where is the phenom? He's disappeared. And you'd read them, and I've read stuff like on the back, like you see where they carry it on on the socials and all that stuff. These write-ups are brilliant. There's a couple of crackers there. One called The Ringer, which I've got, and these, I think it's EW and that, but they take the piss. They absolutely take the piss. And someone said <laughs> in one of the articles, and I, like I said, I don't want to, someone else may have read this list, I don't want to steal it, but it's something like uh, Sarah's 23. And she's she's offended that Ma, um, Ma, Mara, whatever she's called, has called out her Instagram face and folk faux tears because she doesn't want to get with because she's not convinced she wants to get married to Clayton. And the way they phrased it was brilliant. I was like, and I can't. I mean, I fucking absolutely slaughtered what she said there, Dave, in the art of the lady. But it was a brilliant write up, and I read and pissing myself thinking, well, she gets it. She exists. He. As much as what we think of Mara being a bit of a dick and that, Sarah, and, and we get the VT for next week, Sarah has gone full on, I'm fucking untouchable. Oh, my I, word, You know what yeah. I mean? I, I am full fucking, you know, I have adamantium running through my veins. X-Men uh, Wolverine reference there to anyone out there. You know, and nobody can hurt me. And maybe Mara was right, Dave. Maybe that's the reason she feels so strongly. Maybe it is a genuinely real play uh, and Sarah becomes the baddie because it looks like she's doing a bit of a Sinead by the, the end of next week's episode, which again, 180 on her character that we've seen so far. Again, <laughs> unbelievable if that's true, but I, I can't wait to watch it now. You know, well, I, uh, that's one of us. Um, so <laughs> I'll come back to that. I, I, I think... More so than the preview for next week, because she's definitely made out to be the baddie next week. It was when she'd, you know, Clayton had given his cliches, thank you for being vulnerable with me and and whatever. And then she's walking off, the tears have dried, and she's like, she goes into full attack mode then, doesn't she? And and she sort of switched. And there was something there that I saw that was like, oh, you know what? You may just be a bit more calculating than I'm giving you credit for here because that did come across like she uh, she was a lot smarter, or not a lot smarter, but just a lot more calculating than just, you know, being all for Clayton. She was like, right, fucking gloves are off here now. And so, yeah, like you say, plenty of people get married at 23, Chris, but not the fuckers who come on The Bachelor. <laughs> so you know it's 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 all this it's all this fake outrage again isn't it 
it's all this like, oh, you're here for the wrong reasons. Oh, I don't believe it. I am so offended. How could you possibly think about that or think about going on Bachelor in Paradise? And it's like, yeah, but that's that's exactly what you're thinking. Uh, you just fake outrage by it. So, yeah, <laughs> let, let's see what happens with Sarah again. I, I still think she looks like she's one of the ones uh, who, who we slept with at the end there, unless there's a bit of camera trickery going on. Um, so I, I think I, I can't see her losing her position from the top. What would you say? Two or three? Yeah. You know, yeah. she's definitely there. I think Rachel's there. I think Sarah, um, sorry, Rachel, Sarah, and I can't remember the other one's name. There's, there's the blonde girl as well. Um, people are probably at home screaming the name. <laughs> you're asking oh, the wrong guy. No, it's, it's no good fucking asking you, is it? <laughs> but at this point, by next week, Chris, I will. Yeah. I, you know, there's enough enough of the weeds uh, rooted out now, so I'd, I'll actually start learning the names of some of the peripheral characters. But, <laughs> but to be honest, Chris, right at the end there, you know, he's dancing with the the girl from um, North Carolina, you know, doing a bit of shagging. Uh, so it was called, I think it was, and it's like, ah, oh, were you on here? <laughs> so, again, I'm just, I'm not interested in learning the names until it gets near showtime, you know, um, unless they're really prominent because there's still so many background characters and they just don't get screen time and it's just difficult to care about them. Exactly. Like I say, I'm calling out uh, Mara, and it's probably just a case of there's been scenes with her. They've just not included it because Shanae has been front and centre, aren't she, from day dot, really? And Cassidy have just ruled the roost of the show. So maybe that's what it is, Dave, and I'm giving her a, a, a bit of a hard time. But with Dave, as we're talking, we've had an email, nothing to do with this show, and it's just come in as we're talking about two minutes ago, Dave. So nice. We, yeah, he said it's nothing to do with the bachelor. I just thought I'd throw it in there. But this is uh, entitled "Please Cover." I sent you this the other day, which I'm sure I got some abuse back. Love is blind, season two, Dave. Hey guys, <laughs> greetings from East London. Love your down to earth, hilarious, and emotionally intelligent takes on Maths UK and Australia. Well, the wow. emotionally intelligent take is definitely you, David. I'm not even going to argue that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so no, before you say it, so glad you covered Love Is Blind season one as well. I can't stomach watching the other shows. Please, please consider covering Love Is Blind season two when you can. Greatly enjoy your work. Thanks. I think it's Chima, so I apologise if I've said that wrong. But it's C-H-I-M-A, Dave, so I think it's Chima. So thank you so, so much for that. What a great email, Dave. And uh, Dave, I'm not being funny, I did throw that little bone over to you the other day, and, yeah, you sort of threw it back with, with a lot of vengeance and hate <laughs> with for some it, reason. With interest. With interest, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you remember before... Um, before math started and we said we are not doing two seasons again concurrently. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> yeah. He's got old Chris throwing you under the so bus I, again. I am I am really looking forward to watching uh Love is Blind 2. Um, yeah. or season two if you like. I, that first one was really good. And uh you know we saw the the reunion as well and I think didn't we put that on I think we might have done that as a Patreon uh, thing, but but yeah, I just it, 
it's too much to cover with maths and bachelor at the same time. So, but <laughs> I, you know, I'm sure we could hold off um, if we could avoid spoilers and stuff. Cause it, I think it's dropping soon, isn't it? Like they've dropped some of it, but not all of the episodes. So I think that's coming yeah. up. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we, we, we could either, the thing is, I like going on, I, I like doing it episode by episode. I was going to say we could do like a season review as a one-off episode, but um, I quite like going up and down the roller coaster and like making predictions and then having them being wildly inaccurate and stuff like that. So yeah, let's, let's see. We'll figure that out. I, I think we should definitely do it. It's just a question of timing. Yeah. And, I, and to be honest, Love is Blind is pretty much maths in it really, Dave. You know what I mean? Like the, 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 it's almost maths. Maths, obviously, they turn up at the hall to get married. Love is blind. They build a relationship and then decide whether they're going to get married, don't they? So it's 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 in that ballpark. So I'm all for it. I'm with you. The episodes are great. You know, we still talk about Cameron and his rap. Fantastic day. Still goes down <laughs> as one of the best moments. Legendary. Fucking hell. <laughs> Ross Geller. Level How is that not? How is that not more of a meme? I guess because yeah. there's only a small amount of us watching this crap, isn't it? Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, the, the general population aren't aware of it, but oh, that, was, that was TV gold, that. Oh, amazing, amazing. Anyway, thank you as always, guys, for tuning in. And big thanks over on Facebook. We've had quite a few people join the Facebook over the last week. Really, really good. And if you want to join us, get over there. Chris and Dave's reality TV cast, our great friend Charlie runs it. Uh, we're always on there, me and Dave. We're always posting the episodes and there's loads of chat and loads of insider stuff as well this last week. It's been brilliant. So thank you, guys. It's such a lovely community. So get over there. You, all you do is put your name down. We'll approve you and you, you're in. So uh, let's get the conversation going. And you can call me and Dave out all the time. It's mostly me who gets called out on there. But if you do want to call Dave out, I'll happily back you up and like all your posts. <laughs> anyway, if, if you want to follow us on social media, at CD Reality Cast. If you want to email us, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. Also, if you do want to support us a bit more, guys, get over to Patreon, patreon.com forward slash CD Reality Cast. As always, we're going to do the famous roll call of honor for today. So we have Michelle, Keith, Helen, Brianna, Noreen, Amy, Zoe, Joanna, Helen, Libby, Katie, Dee Dee, Priscilla, Susan, Hennessy, Lauren, Lucky Lulu Green, and Ken Gustafson. So thank you so much, guys. For all your support, past and present, we do honestly be so humbled and we really, really appreciate it. So, Mr. Horrocks, ah, it's time to go. We are raging through maths, haven't we? We'll have another episode up for uh, maths by the weekend. So, uh, yeah, good stuff. It's uh, it's rocking as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I hope we're wrong about The Bachelor and, and we still get some good quality drama. But I've got a feeling it, it might be a bit of a lull now. Um, yes. You know, we'll have an episode of a bit of a lull. We'll have, you know, the women tell all episode, no doubt. Um, but Christ, I just want to get to that finale where he tells, you know, three women that he's in love with them and he's, he's shagged two of them. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see the car crash, Chris. I'm a horrible person, but I need to see it. But, um, that's if I'm not sick of it by the time we get there. I wish they'd stop showing it, you know, as a preview at the end. But uh, yeah, surprise! No, it's it's going to be good at the end. I, I just fear that you know it might be a bit stale in between. I think you're right, Dave. 
Okay, Mr. Horrocks, I will see you next time. Brilliant. Thanks a lot, mate. And thanks to everyone out there for listening. And we'll speak to you next time. Bye.